Let's take our Bibles, turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. Hebrews 11. And we will read verses 1 through 3. You say, you read that every time. We do, because that's the foundation of the whole series. Amen? Amen. And uh, don't you love it when you just, you're reading a passage of Scripture and you just see how things just line upon line, precept upon precept. You can't just pull one verse out of context. You've got to look at a verse in the context of the chapter in which it's written, the chapter, the context of the book, and the book in the context of the Testament to get proper understanding of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of not, uh, things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen... Uh, we're not made of things which do appear. We've been talking about faith, lessons of faith. We're going to go all the way down uh, this morning to, uh, let's see here, we'll go to verse number 11. Verse 11. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Let's pray. And we'll jump right into the thoughts. Father, help us this morning as we once again look into this great chapter on faith and help us to understand some more things about faith that can help us in our Christian life. Thank you for these examples you gave us. And I pray that you, through the Holy Spirit, would take the Scripture and apply it to every heart this morning. Pray you'd help me as I speak. Give me wisdom. Give me power. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Last week we looked at at the life of Abraham, and if I were going to list people that I think are great heroes of faith, I, like you, would probably list Abraham number one, the, you know, the, the father of the faithful. When I started the series on lessons of faith years ago, when I, when I started putting these thoughts together, um, if I were going to list great people of faith, I'll be honest, I would not have included Sarah in my initial list. And honestly, I wouldn't. I I don't think of Sarah that way. And then when I was studying the chapter, we see all the stuff about Abraham there in in verses 8 and 9 and and 10. Uh, You know, we looked at him last week that he obeyed not knowing the details. His faith was counted for righteousness. His focus of his faith was on the eternal, not the temporal. His faith influenced the next generation. And then God puts verse 11 in there. Have you ever had when God takes your theology and turns it on its head when you read some Bible? Anybody else ever been there? Oh, yeah. I remember when I was first studying this and I came across verse 11, I thought, I don't know that I'd put put Sarah there. Normally when when I would think of Sarah, I think, okay, the word faith is not the first one that comes to my mind. Uh, You know, when her husband, you know, when she finds out she's going to have a child, she laughs. You know, like some of you ladies would today, you know. And uh, there's a reason God gives children to young people. We spent the last few days with all 10 of our grandkids. <sighs> Yesterday I was watching as uh, little Jenna, which I would love to bottle some of that energy up. You know, she's almost three. And she was playing uh, last night with, uh, with Zach and, and with me and with, with uh, let's see, John. Was, she was tormenting John. And uh, John made the mistake of laying on the floor. You don't do that to Jenna. She will climb up on top of your belly, then start jumping. As soon as he got down, they're like, yeah, you're going to regret that decision, amen? It's a reason God gives children to young people, amen? Now you know why Sarah laughed. We think of 
Sarah when she came to Abraham and suggested to him, well, you're not having a baby like me. Maybe you need to go into Hagar. And the mess we have in the Middle East was because of her doubt. Think about it. I mean, we're still dealing with the results of that sin. That's a good lesson for you. Sin has consequences. You can get forgiveness for the sin, but Ishmael's still there. You know, yet God lists her in his hall of fame of faith. So we need to examine the scriptures and find out why did God put her there. And the more I studied that, the more excited I got. Look at verse 11 again. Uh, what an incredible verse. I think sometimes in our Bible reading, we read too quickly. I know what this chapter says, and we, we're skipping to the next verse. If I could give you some help in your Bible reading, slow down. Just read your Bible. Not a book about the Bible. Just read your Bible. Verse 11. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Faith gives us strength for our everyday life. Think about it. In the life of a woman... Conceiving and having a child, that's a normal thing. How many of us for our Christian life, we're asking for faith for the big thing, but not just for the routine things of life. Remember our text that, that we started the, the, there in Romans 1, for therein, in verse 17, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as is written, the just shall live by faith. We're supposed to live from one moment of faith to the next moment of faith. We're to walk in faith. What's walking? Repeatedly putting one foot in front of another. Right? Just because you take one step doesn't mean you're walking. Contrary to what anybody says about their little baby, you know. <laughs> oh, he walked. No, he didn't. He <laughs> fell forward. That's what he did. <laughs> did you get that on video? Yeah, we know how it is. But it's repeating that. We're to walk in faith. I love in, in, in uh, um, Genesis chapter 49, don't turn to this one, but Genesis 49 verse 22 through 26, Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well whose branches run over the wall. The archers of sorty grieved him and shot at him and hated him, but his bow abode in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the, 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 might, uh, the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel, even by the God of his Father, who shall help thee, and by the Almighty, who shall bless thee with the blessings of heaven above, and, and blessings of the deep that lieth under, the blessings of the, the breast and of the womb, the blessings of thy Father have prevailed above the blessings of thy uh, progenitors unto the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph, and on the crown of his, uh, the head of him that is separate from his brethren. It says that, that his hands were made strong by the hands of of the mighty hand of God. Too many times I think in the Christian life we're just doing what we know to do, never even considering I need the help of God to do that. When was the last time you asked God for faith to help you at work? I'm talking about the job you're going to go through tomorrow. When was the last time you asked God for faith to give you strength to clean your garage? That's my project this week. I might need the priest and the rabbi to help on that one. <laughs> when was the last time you just asked for faith? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, 
not by sight. One of the greatest dangers I face those of us that have been saved a while, we've done this before. One of the greatest dangers for a preacher, I've been preaching now 43 years. I know how to write sermons. I've done this before. Give me a topic. Okay, I'll find some verses and go, well, that I put together an outline. It won't be as alliterated like pastors does with all this. Yeah, I know how to do that. I just don't. <laughs> you know, nobody ever remembers my outline. They remember I read a verse and holler. That's all they remember. Amen. It works. But the problem is we've all done that before. I know what it is to be a Christian. The Bible says I'm supposed to do that by faith. Anything without faith is sin. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. That means I can't raise my children in a pleasing way to God unless I'm doing it by faith. If I'm doing, well, you know, I have four kids. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't it amazing? Um, we all know how to raise children after we're done with that job. <laughs> or before, yes. Oh, yeah. I love hearing this 21-year-old Bible college senior preaching on, you know, building a family. And he's not even had a date yet. You know, it's like, yeah. Come talk to me about that in a few years. Wait, do you have a two-year-old? Somebody say man right there. No. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Verse 11 there of Hebrews 11 says, Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. You realize it took faith for her to have Isaac. It was faith. But how many times do we overlook those simple things in our Christian life? You mean they're ushers. How much faith have you put into being an usher? You ladies that work the nursery. How much faith have you added to that? Faith is available and necessary for every part of our life. She, she had faith to do her everyday thing. Number two, go back to verse 11. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past age. Now she, did, she had faith to do the normal things of life, but she also needed faith to do the impossible. It says here that she was past age. Her doctor would have said, uh, no, Sarah, you're not ever going to have a baby. But aren't you glad God doesn't consult with those doctors? Go to Genesis 18, if you will. Genesis 18 <clears throat> we'll look there at verse number one. And let's see, how far do we want to read? Yeah, we'll start verse one. And the Lord appeared unto him, talking about Abraham, in the plain of Mamre, and he sat in the, the tent door at the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he, he ran to meet them from the tent door and bowed himself toward the ground and said, My Lord, if, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray thee, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort you in your hearts. After that, you shall come, you shall pass on. For therefore, ye are come to your servant. And they said, So do as thou hast said. And Abraham hastened unto the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready quickly three measures of fine meal and knead it and make cakes upon the hearth. 
And, you know, we read that like, oh, this will happen real quick. It takes a little while to make bread from scratch. Just think about that. And Abraham ran uh, unto the herd and fetched a, a calf tender and good and gave it to the young man. And he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk and the calf which he had dressed and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree and they did eat. And he said unto them, uh, where is, uh, I'm sorry, um, they said unto him, where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, behold, in the tent. He said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Sarah, I mean Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure in my Lord uh, being old also? And this wasn't, you know, I don't think it was a mocking laugh. It was like, <laughs> yeah, right. That's what that was. We've all done that, amen? Just like, yeah, right. But look at verse 14. I'm sorry, verse number um, 13. And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of, of a surety bear a son which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laugh not, for she was afraid. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. And the woman rose up from, uh, I'm sorry, the men rose up uh, from thence and looked towards Sodom and Abraham went to them to bring them on their way. Here, here we see, he said, is anything too hard for the Lord? Physically speaking, it was impossible for Sarah to have a child. But not when God is involved. Impossible to God is his specialty. He does that all the time, amen? And, and so, but it required faith. What is it God's put in your life that seems insurmountable? Well, I can't do that. You're right. Uh, picture the day in Matthew chapter 14 when the disciples were in a boat. Jesus had constrained them to get into the ship. That means if they hadn't got in, he'd have put them in. And he sent them to go to the other side. Then he went to a mountain apart to pray. The storm came. These were experienced fishermen. They thought they were going to die. And here comes this this, this person walking on the sea to them. Now, you be in a boat in the middle of a sea. You think the ship's going to sail. And you see something walking, talking to you. Yeah, I would not have made a good Bible character. No, 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 no. And Jesus says, be not afraid, it is I. And Peter, before he thought about it, said, if it's you, let me come out there. Can you imagine and Jesus said one word. He didn't, he didn't chasten him for, not, or for, for asking to do the impossible. Jesus just said, come. After every painting I've ever seen of this, Peter's knee deep in the water. The Bible says he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Nobody in this room's ever done that. I've said it often. I would have loved to have been at the 25-year apostle reunion. And they're telling stories. And Peter said, remember that day we were, in the storm, we were in the ship, we thought we were going to die, the storm was raging, the wind were blowing, and, and Jesus came walking, <coughs> we were all afraid, and, 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 and I asked, can, can I walk in the water? He said, come, and, and we all got out, and oh, no, it wasn't all of us, was it? Because that's how Peter would have told the story. Yeah. Say, so how do you know? Because I'm a lot like Peter. That's exactly how I would have told the story. John, you didn't get out, did you? Yeah, you stayed in the boat. <laughs> Think about it. Why did he do that? Faith. He believed Jesus. 
In Mark 9.23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Faith allows us to do the impossible. What is it God's put in your life that looks like it cannot be done? Faith says it can. Faith helps us in our daily life. Sarah shows us that. Faith helps us to do that which is impossible. Um, Look back at Hebrews 11 and verse number 11. Faith, uh, look, look at verse 11 again. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered the child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Sarah's first instinct when God said the impossible is going to happen to you was to laugh. You know what that was? That was a lack of faith. Here's the point. Faith gets us through the faithless times in our lives. Uh, it says that through faith, Sarah also herself received strength. Now, she had lived a lot of her life on Abraham's faith. Now she had to live on hers. And at first, she didn't initially believe that what God said was possible but she judged that God was faithful to do what he promised. It's interesting, in Mark chapter number 9, there's a man uh, with a son with a, with, with a dumb spirit. He couldn't speak. Go to Mark 9, if you will. We'll look at this one real quickly. I think we're doing fine on time. Mark 9, in verse number 14, we pick up the story. Mark 9, 14, when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning uh, with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, what question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit, meaning he couldn't speak. Uh, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, uh, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answering him, and he answereth him, and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he had brought him straightway, the spirit tear him, and he fell on the ground. And, and followed foam, uh, wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child. And oft times it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Now look at verse 24. And straightway the father of the child cried out and said, said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Did you catch that? Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. I believe. I think. You ever been there? When God's asking you to put some faith in, some, in him in a situation, you do. But in your mind, you're not sure if you do. That's where this man is. 
he, he wanted to have faith, and he was trying to have faith, but he wasn't sure he did. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. And the spirit cried and ran himself sore, and came out of him. And he was as one dead, insomuch that many said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, the disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto him, This kind cometh forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Faith helps us in those faithless times. That doesn't make any sense. Every one of us have a measure of faith. You had enough faith to get saved. Amen. Amen. You've trusted God before. The situation you're in right now, you may not think you have enough faith to face it. Just take the faith you have and put it in God. Count Him faithful. Sarah shows us that. Again, as I said at the beginning of the lesson, I wouldn't have included her in my list, but as I made the list preacher, this one might be the most exciting to me. I don't have to be a giant of faith that the world would call that. But I can have faith, and God can do in and through me the normal everyday things, the things that are impossible, and the things that I just don't think will ever happen. Because God's faithful. Sarah showed us that kind of faith. Uh, It talks about the example of of Abraham in Romans 4. We won't look there, but it says, Who against hope believeth in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Uh, That's uh, Romans 4, 18, verse 21 says, And being fully persuaded that he had promised, he also was able to perform. Are you willing to believe God for something even though you have a little doubt about it? Just go ahead and exercise the faith you have. You may have more faith than you think. Look back at our text, Hebrews 11, verse 11. Hebrews 11, verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Our faith proves his faithfulness. Sarah based her faith not on her actions in the past. She based them on God's actions in the past. You ever been in a situation where you've been before and the last time you didn't do well spiritually there? Like, oh yeah, I failed here before. You're looking the wrong direction. Look at him. How many times do we see Peter failing while he's with Jesus over and over and over again? In fact, during the, the time of the, the, when Jesus was betrayed by Peter, when Peter denied the Lord, Jesus said to him, Simon, Simon, you know, he says, I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. He said to Peter, I pray for you that your faith wouldn't fail. Guess what happened to Peter? His faith failed. He did. He denied the Lord. I don't even know the man. Hanging around with those that were crucifying Jesus. Denied him three times. Peter failed the test. But the test did not fail Peter. Jesus said, I prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. 
Satan's desire to have you to sift you as wheat. That's exactly what happened to Peter. But you understand after that event, Peter never doubted again. Peter never denied the Lord again. What? He was converted. He was changed. Then he was able to strengthen his brethren. It wasn't until Peter went through a faithless time that he learned what his faith really was and saw God was faithful. And now Peter was able to help others with the faith he gained by trusting the one who was faithful who promised. When you think of the life of, of Abraham and Sarah, you've got to go back to, act, uh, to Genesis 15. Turn back there if you will. Genesis 15. And we'll look at verse number 1, verses 1 through 6. Genesis 15. It says, And after these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold to me, uh, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth and abroad, and, and said, Now look toward the the heaven, and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and it was counted to him for righteousness. Here we see Abraham trying to figure out by human reasoning how to do the work of God. God said, I'm going to give you a son, and you're going to have a great nation. He's looking around, it's been years since the promise came, and no son. He looks, he has a servant that was born to his house. And Eleazar said, well, this will be my heir. He was born here. Not my child, but he was born in my household. So we'll count him. That wasn't God's plan. Abraham doubted. He wanted to count Eleazar, his servant, born in his house as God's answer. How many times do we do that? God's made a promise to us. We've believed him for something. It hasn't worked out the way we thought it was. So we, by human reasoning, tried to figure it out and orchestrate something. Isn't it amazing? Abraham does that, then Sarah follows his example a little later and suggests Hagar. She learned that somewhere from Abraham. And God says, no, I've got another plan. But here's the amazing thing. We look at Eazar and Abraham is saying, well, let him be my, be my son. We'll count him as my son. God says, no, that's not the plan. You're going to have a son. His name's going to be Isaac. But it isn't amazing in chapter 24, God has Abraham choose Eleazar to go get the bride for Isaac. He's like, no, that wasn't my plan, but I'm still going to use that boy. And he got to be the one to go find Rebecca. Isn't it amazing how God, even though we try to mess up his plan, God's got it all figured out. Our faith proves his faithfulness. Back in Romans 421, it says, and being persuaded, being fully persuaded that he hath promised, or what he hath promised, he is able to perform. Sarah shows us that our faith proves his faithfulness. Go back to Hebrews 11, if you will. 
Hebrews 11, verse 11. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. I love reading through the life of Sarah. You know why? She shows us that our faith isn't fully matured at the beginning. It's a growth. It's a going from faith to faith. It's a journey. It's a walk. Faith gives us strength for our everyday life. What is it you need to do just normally this week that you've not asked God to help you with? To trust Him for faith, for strength. Faith allows us to do the impossible. What is it you're facing right now that looks insurmountable? Faith will help you conquer that. What is it that you've doubted God about? Just have faith in Him anyway. Faith gets us through the faithless times. And our faith proves His faithfulness. You know what the problem is? We want to be the great hero of faith when really the emphasis needs to be, I serve the faithful one. It's interesting, one of the names of Jesus is faithful because he is always faithful. He never fails us. Why did Sarah have the faith? Why was she called a great hero of faith? Because she just trusted him when it did make sense, when she didn't think she could, but she judged him faithful. What a great hero of faith. Let's pray. Father, Thank you for these examples. Help us this week in our normal everyday life, the things that we don't take any thought about. May we do them by faith, not by flesh and by sight. May we trust you in those areas that seem absolutely impossible. You help us to have faith in the area where we now have doubt. You help us to keep our eyes focused on you who are faithful. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.